The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. G. Cobb with you on Sports Radio 62. Oh, I'm sorry. On VoiceAmerica.com. I'm tripping. I'm used to doing this. Of course, I have uh, of course, it. America, of course, and uh, I want to introduce my co-host, uh, Micah Warren. And we got so much to talk about today. You've got a blockbuster deal, uh, which was pulled off today by the Eagles. Not totally consummated, but yet and still, you've got Jason Peters, an all-pro left tackle, traded from the Buffalo Bills to the Eagles for uh, the, the, the Eagles' uh, 28th pick in the first round of this year's draft, their fourth-round pick, and then a pick next year. And that is a blockbuster deal. Puts the Eagles in position where they have totally remade their offensive line. And now they've got a left tackle. They don't have to think about that. They still have their 21st pick. And we're going to look at what they might do going down the road. But they still don't have the deal totally locked up. It looks like it's going to come through. They're making uh, Jason Peters the highest-paid offensive lineman in the history of the NFL. This is a blockbuster deal that was pulled off. And, of course, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Anquan Bolden, the possibility of the Eagles grabbing him as well. There's a lot going on. This, the NFL is happening right as we speak. So what did, you, what did you think of it, Michael, when you heard about it? I loved it, and I also was intrigued by the fan reaction was, Ugh, well, good, but it's not Bolden. The truth is you win with left tackles. That's one of the most important positions on the team. You know, everybody would love to get Bolden, sure, but <laughs> – you know, left tackle is much more important. And now you've got potentially two pro bowl or all pro players on that line to well, go with Sean Andrews. That's right. You know, the left tackle and the offensive line, it's like a conduit. You know, it's not the thing, but if you don't have it, you can't do the, 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 uh, the, the uh, item that you're really excited about can't do its job. And really, you know, Donovan can be back there running for his life, and uh, <laughs> the receivers will be out there running routes. And, and uh, they, the ball wouldn't be able to be coming their way because, you know, you got the quarterback on his back. So, uh, well, ask Andre Johnson down in Houston with David Carr all those years. He said, I wouldn't even get into my break. <laughs> the play's over. That's right. You got guys, you know, the, the quarterback getting killed back there. But for them to get this guy with the fact that if you do, if you pick, uh, you know, somebody uh, in the draft, there's no guarantee that they can play. You know, that, that's why, you know, I'm happy with this move because, you know, you can grab guys and, you know, you go like, you know what, I don't even know whether the guy can play or not. Yeah. That, that happens all the time. Especially when you get into that top ten. Look at the money they're getting. Yeah, you know, they're getting a big dollar. So, you know, in talking about this, of course, you've got Jason Peters, a guy who has a remarkable story, uh, Michael, because this guy was, wasn't even drafted. He was a free agent tight end. Yeah. 
The guy was a free agent tight end, but do you know where he came from? Jason Peters, no. Arkansas. He, oh, yeah, he I did. Was, I saw that today. Hey, yeah, yeah, because I remember thinking uh, him and Sean Andrews. That's right. They were obviously were teammates, and that's why it's going to be interesting. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if you see uh, if you see the guys kind of make some jokes about the money because, you know, you're going to have one guy making more money where, you know, you got one guy was the top, you know, was, was one of the top picks in the draft, the number one pick in Sean Andrews. But yeah. the guy making the most money is going to be a guy that was a free agent who wasn't even drafted, and he didn't even play the position he now plays and is considered one of the best in the game. So uh, a remarkable story for Jason Peters. But we're going to go through this. I have a friend of mine, um, Roosevelt Barnes, who is an agent, and his partner is Eugene Parker. Uh, I was trying to get in touch with, uh, with Roosevelt today. wasn't able to get to him because Eugene is the representative for Jason Peters. And I can tell you this. I know these guys. They're going for the dough meaning like they're going for the kill, and that's why I'm surprised that the Eagles put them in, put them in position, basically, to, um, to let them really, you know, uh, kind of chop into them because they, they've got all the leverage on them, you know, and, and uh, it's really not a good position for, for the Eagles in this situation. No, and they know they're going to have to break the bank, which we know they don't really mind doing. If, if there's a position they don't mind breaking the bank on, they love their tackles. I mean, left tackle's huge. So they, they will spend there. But you're right, you're not in the best position, and they may have to fork over a few more dollars than they were planning on spending. Well, he's got them where he, where he wants them, really, because you know, they, 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 uh, they want to get this deal done in the worst way. You know that. Oh, yeah. And that extra few dollars in the whole big picture is really not a big deal, but you know it's eating Joe Banner alive. Kill him. <laughs> you, you think it's got the Joe... Uh, oh, uh, he uh, hates it. <laughs> but they know they have to do it. It has to be done. Because even just now, after the trade is done, you look and you see where you are. It's a great spot to be. They've got to finish it off. They have to. Yeah. Well, look at know, that line now. Hopefully they will. Uh, but I am surprised that they let themselves get in a position. And, and what I'm talking about, folks, is normally when a team does a deal, they, have, they, they really don't let the thing get public unless they got contracts. They got signatures on contracts or at least the agreement that signatures are going to be on contracts, because once you let it out, then the, the leverage is on the party uh, that's being negotiated with, because they say, well, you know what, maybe don't want, we don't want to do this deal. Uh, but I will say this, there is some pressure on Peters as well, though, because he doesn't want to go back to Buffalo. No. no. And you figure he's, if he's playing for the Eagles, he's playing in the NFC East, really, which is the marquee division, and also... Uh, he's in a situation where he's got a chance, a chance to win a championship. And, he, and uh, that's where he's got to feel good about, and he's going to get the big bucks. He's really getting everything he wants, and that's why when people say, why do these players act up like that sometimes? Look at what this guy's getting. I mean, this guy has held out of camp and acted up. He's going to wind up being the highest-paid offensive lineman in the history of the league. He's going to a, a, a team that's got a chance to win a championship. Uh, you know, you say, well, you know... <laughs> And, and, gee, also, not to knock Buffalo at all, but, I mean, it is a, a better market in terms of there's just more people. There's more people. They, they absolutely love their Eagles. It's, it's a much bigger, I guess, a much bigger spotlight. Um, obviously, the Bills aren't playing games in Toronto because, you know, they're selling out a ton of games. I mean, it, it's just a bigger, bigger market, bigger area. Well, you know, and, and really looking at the Bills, you wonder what they're doing over there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I heard somebody uh, make this point, which is basically 
you're letting go. They're saying, you know what, we need to get this guy out of here because he's not happy. And so we don't want these, that erratic behavior. We don't want that on the football team. You know, guys that might not be happy that can get erratic. How can you say that? And you're bringing in Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. Well, here, <laughs> gee, I have a question for you then. Does this concern you at all that the Bills weren't willing to make that financial commitment? That no, kind no, of no, no, that doesn't, that doesn't concern me at all because, really, uh, you mentioned it. Uh, the Bills are not in the best financial shape uh, if you look around the league. They're not in good financial shape. And that's why they're going to Toronto. And that's why Ralph Wilson said he is not going to pay a left tackle the kind of money uh, that Jason Peters wants. And, and that's why he wanted to do the deal. That's part of it. It's not really so much that they didn't want to do it because of Jason Peters. They didn't want to do it because of their financial situation. So uh, that really doesn't enter into it for me because Ralph Wilson has let it be known uh, that he's been losing money up in Buffalo. And that's why he's going to Toronto. So. Uh, right, so I, I just heard enough talk that they were concerned about his work ethic that they weren't. I mean, I'm sure there were several factors that determined I think it. They're playing, I think they were playing the game there, meaning that they wanted him to sign and basically give them a hometown discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, uh, even though they're a team that, uh, uh, you know, of course, is an NFL team and, you know, you can't be crying too much poor as an NFL team. But look at it. Uh, here you've got a team that brought in Terrell Owens because – uh, they've got to sell tickets. Uh, yeah. They're in a small market, so you know they're not getting the big dollars from all of the, the side money uh, w- with the team. And they've got to go to Toronto because Buffalo just does not have the big businesses they need to sell those suites and the luxury boxes and everything to make the kind of money that, that Ralph Wilson wants to make that NFL teams around the league are making. So that's why you know, they're, they're letting him walk and everything. But you know, let's get back to the Eagles, though. Now, with regards to the Eagles, they got their left tackle. Now, I've heard some things, I'm telling you, uh, surprising, and, and, and those of you from gcob.com, and I know there are, there are a lot of you there uh, checking us out, but you're gonna, I'm going to write some things later on in gcob.com regarding some of the things I'm going to talk about right now, which is I've heard word that the Eagles are acting like they really want to go for it, meaning like they, they, they want to really go for it, not so much that they're, uh, I don't know that Bolden is really the guy, I still think that they might, try to grab Chad Johnson, that he might be their guy that they're going to go after. But because uh, uh, I haven't heard that they want to give up as much as it's going to take to get Bolden. Uh, but I've heard that they might even think about, uh, you know, trying to move up to get somebody else in the draft. I mean, uh, that they got somebody, you know, either maybe a running back or somebody that they've got their minds on. They, they want to get, you know, some quality players. So they might wind up getting a running back and then even – trading for a, a wide receiver as well. So if they were able to pull out all of that and get the left tackle, I think that uh, all of us would have to say, you know, the Eagles have been busy, and we've got to give them a, uh, a, a standing ovation uh, for pulling all that off. What do you and think you know, about that? And I'll tell you exactly what. Not to give myself credit, but I'm giving myself credit. Because during the free agency, they were quiet. You know, they got Stacey Andrews, obviously, but they were very quiet, and everybody was just ripping. And all I said was, I can't pass judgment yet. Wait to the draft. Wait a little farther in the offseason. All the moves weren't made yet. So now it's looking like, all right, maybe they are starting to make some moves. And gee, I think we noticed last year, too, in last year's offseason, we really started to feel the need. Uh, that we felt that they were feeling the need to go for it. I mean, the Fitzgerald, remember, you know, going after Randy Moss, they, they, they were trying to make some moves. Um, so I think this is just a continuation of last season, and maybe there's better opportunities this year. I mean, they just couldn't physically pry Fitzgerald away. 
I mean, the, the Cardinals, and the Cardinals look, look brilliant now for not getting rid of him. Yeah. Well, he, so he you're just, talking about the, maybe the marquee receiver in the league, and, and so you can understand why they, why they didn't move him. Now, uh, this whole thing with Bolden, uh, I, I'm really starting to feel like it's not, that's not going to happen, that, they're, that they feel like they would have to give up uh, too much uh, and, 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 and wouldn't be able to get some of the other things they want, which namely is a running back. But I, 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 I'm hearing that maybe Chad Johnson still could be had, depending on what Cincinnati is willing to take, and that if they are willing to, uh, to take what the Eagles have still to offer and they don't want to give up that first-round pick, uh, they, they're going to do something with the second-round pick. And surprisingly... I've heard, you know, talk that they would would love to have a credit group, but we're, we're going to talk about all that and, uh, and and continue to have some fun uh, talking about the Jason Peters deal and what else the Eagles are going to do during the draft. This is uh, G Cobb in the house. We'll continue when we get back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six champions chip rings so obviously they know things check out the owen hodge show at noon pacific 3 p.m eastern on the voice america sports network owen hodge show. following commercial is sponsored by feedthepig.org an organization devoted to helping you save money we will not entice you with messages like lowest prices in town dealer approved certified pre-owned no obligation consultation nor will we brag about our huge selection enormous variety one stop shopping everything under one roof or promise prices reduced up to 75% a sale like this can't go on forever factory liquidation financing options available we will offer no contingencies like see store for details prices and participation may vary legal exclusions apply no purchase necessary or we'll try to convince you that our product will give you leaner tighter abs in minutes a perfect smile porcelain veneers freedom from those painful embarrassing bunions because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better log on to feedthepig.org find the benefits of saving for every stage of life brought to you by the american institute of certified public accountants and the ad council Internet flagship station for sports, 
Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G. Cobb with you on voiceamerica.com, and I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Michael Warren, as we talk about the exciting movements of what's going on in the NFL and what's going on with the Eagles. Uh, now that they have got themselves a left tackle, what's the next move? What else do you think they do, Michael, uh, uh, as they continue? Well, obviously they need, I think, uh, a running back to back up Westbrook, because right now all they have is Lorenzo Booker, and he, he can't play. Um, I, but the biggest need still is the red zone. And so I don't want to say they have to get a wide receiver, they have to get a tight end. Obviously, we need to get a tight end that can block. Um, but they need a red zone difference maker. They moved the ball up and down the field last year, inside the 20, field goals, you know, just drives getting stopped. Somebody has to come in and become a red zone target. I know last year you wanted James Hardy just for that reason, because he was 6'6". Somebody big you can throw the ball up to. Somebody that can get the ball in the end zone. Because it's tough in the red zone, obviously. You know, the field gets so much shorter, everybody together you need somebody in there that can make a difference and whether that be a tight end or a wide receiver they need to find something i think that should be the next priority well you know maybe the guy uh winds up being uh i'm talking about the chase kaufman uh you know they, he's a tight end who who can be a uh a playmaker and a guy's tall he's about six six uh maybe they go that way but um i, I see what you're saying and i, and I definitely think that they've got to start thinking and, and be able to say, you know, can we make plays down in the red zone? And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the tight end. And I can tell you one thing that I want to see them do from a tight end standpoint is I, I, they've got to get a tight end uh, that can block. I mean, they've got to have somebody that can block. And if they can do that, you know, that's fine. They've just got to have a tight end that can block. Uh, because once you do that, once you have a serious run threat, and, you know, you've got these tackles now who are really better run blockers, especially – uh, with uh, Peters, a better run blocker uh, than, than Trey Thomas was, that you should be able to run the football against people and, uh, and be more effective doing that. So, you know, that's one thing that I want to see them do. Oh, I agree completely. I mean, and that, I mean, that you kind of wonder, is that just talk? I mean, we can say it all day, Jay. We really can. When it gets to game time, he can't control himself. <laughs> he has to throw the ball. Yeah, he just has to throw the ball. I mean... But, so you wonder, you know, now think about it, he's got four tackles in that line now. You know, Harriman's and Andrews came in as tackles. That's a big line. You know, especially if you get Nick Cole at center or whoever it is, they're huge. You've you got to take advantage of that and run the ball more. And it's like, again, we can say it all day. Does it really mean anything? Do you, is, is there a chance Andy decides to run the ball? And maybe it has something to do with the running back that he does get. Because they know well, they have I mean, to get a running back. They have to. And, you know, they can get a running back that they can make, you know, that can come in and back up uh, Brian uh, Westbrook. You know, they, they, there are all these picks available. They should be able to get somebody that can come out, they can go out there and, uh, and come in and back this guy up. Uh, there's no question uh, that you, when you look at, uh, you know, a guy like Brian Westbrook uh, that is banged up as he's been, uh, you can't expect him to continue to get pounded and pounded. And if they get this backup running back, See, the thing that they wind up having is 
They're going to be able to have him healthy during the playoffs, which is, you know, somebody says, you know, to the Eagles, like, they, you know, you start talking to them about the NFC Championship game, and they say, you know, that McNabb, he messed up and everything. Look what, he's got all those weapons. I mean, he got Westbrook and all. No, he did not have Brian Westbrook in the NFC Championship game. Nope, he had nothing. He's banged up. And uh, it, once he gets so banged up, it's really he's not Brian Westbrook. He might as well be Joe Schmo because he can't run uh, like, he, like you want to have him run, and, and that's a major problem. So they've they got to keep him healthy. So I want to see them get a back, bring him in here that they can hand the ball to and not get him banged up, you know, uh, the way you see uh, him and banged up the, in, in, the, in the last year. Now, looking around the NFC East, let's take a look around uh, the NFL. Let's, let's start with the NFC East. Okay. Look at the Giants. Now, the Giants are going into the draft. What's on their mind? You've got to figure they, they're trying to get that receiver. They want to get, a, you know, word is Braylon Edwards is going to be headed their way. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. They need a replacement for Plaxico Burrs. Oh, Come yeah. They, that. Know. they know it big time. I think, I think that's where everything's going. I think they've got to get Braylon. And I think they will get Braylon. For whatever reason, I don't know what Cleveland's doing. Uh, they got rid of um, Kellen Winslow. You know Dante Stallworth probably isn't going to be available for a while. So now you're going to get rid of, of Braylon Edwards. And I'm just thinking, all right, well, why would you do that? They say, well, he can't get along with Eric Mangini or whatever. Well, whatever. That's, that's just ridiculous to me. But the bottom line is he's probably going to go to the Giants. They probably won't have to give up a ton. And it won't be anything like two first-round picks or anything like that. Um, so I think they'll get him. If they don't, I think there's enough receivers. I've heard they like Kenny Britt out of Rutgers. But I would think that they use that first-round pick on a receiver. Yeah, well, you know, I think that they want to get somebody that can help them right now. I don't think you could, you could really realistically expect, you know, a, uh, a rookie to come in and help you right away. So I think they want to get a veteran, uh, to get a veteran to come in there and really give them a shot in the arm. Uh, so you could see them going that way. So uh, that's what you've got happening with the Giants. They're trying to get, uh, they're trying to get replacement uh, for Plexico Burris, and it's probably going to be Braylon Edwards. Whatever they do in the draft will be gravy. Uh, because they definitely want to get that done. Moving on, we look at the Redskins. The Redskins, a football team. Man, Jason Campbell, how many quarterbacks are they going to bring in there? They seem like they're flirting with everybody else. Uh, Jason uh, uh, Campbell is kind of like the guy that, you know, goes to a club and his, his girl is trying to hook up with everybody, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't hate Jason Campbell. I think he could be okay. He's had, what, four systems in four years. They've never let him get comfortable in a system. When he has a running game, I think he can be very, very efficient. And that, you know, you can win with that. Um, obviously, they don't see him as the quarterback of the future because you wouldn't let him get into the final year of his deal if you liked him so much. Um, so they definitely want to move on. They tried to get Cutler. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard rumors that they may try and make a, make a move up to get Sanchez. Yeah, I, I have heard about them uh, possibly uh, taking a look at Sanchez to make that move. And, and that just shows you that you've got Snyder – he just can't keep his hands off of everything. He's just, you know, because that, that's when you're making a movie, you've got a guy like Jason Campbell who's still a young quarterback. You were in love with him. Now, what has he done to make you say, you know what, I, we don't think he can do it? When he's been pretty steady, I just don't think they've taken all the wraps off the kid. Uh, and plus, you know, I mean, those receivers are not the greatest uh, group. Uh, so, you know, you, you, you'll see whether they come along or not. But the, but the big thing they did, of course, during the offseason, going and getting uh, Fat Albert to put him in the middle. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, if, if uh, he plays, you know, uh, the way he's capable, it's going to be tough. I mean, because you're trying to block him, and uh, you're trying to throw the ball, and he's being disruptive, man. You know, they had a good defense before him, 
And now, uh, with a guy like that in the middle, if he stays healthy, uh, they will be tough. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, I don't think, I'm telling you right now, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are going to have a good football uh, team in 2009. I think they're going to be a bust. I think they're overrated. I think there's a, the, the, the fact that they got rid of Terrell Owens is trying to cover up basically uh, the fact that you got a lot of people on that team that basically came to Lincoln Financial Field and rolled over and just flat out quit in front of a national television audience with everything on the line, the whole season on the line. I could see you getting beat. But to come there and, and roll up into it like a, like a coward, uh, you know, that was pathetic, man. So you think they're going to make a deep playoff run this year? Uh, they're going to be. Yeah, it's going to be deep. It's going to be a deep playoff run, all right. It's going to be real deep. Well, gee, you know, you, you make some good points, though. I mean, but the the rolling over at Lincoln Financial Field, they've done this the last couple of years. Remember, Christmas Angels saying. went in there and whooped them. They have these that's problems. What, that's at what the I'm end saying, and that's year. why you know people say, well, you know, the Terrell Owens. Look, I, I, you know, they could have had trouble. Okay, I could understand having trouble, but you come there and you fight all the way out, and then you say, hey, we didn't win. Okay, all right. But but they just quit. <laughs> they quit, man. Well, specifically, uh, I know a guy you're not particularly high on. You could see Roy Williams quit. He was quitting on roots. He was quitting when an interception happened. Hey, hey. They, they got a I'm, bad culture I'm going on big, down there. I, you know, I, I think Roy Williams is fine as, as the side guy, you know. But, no, I'm sorry. He is not the guy that I would feature. I'm sorry. I would not do it. I'm all right with Roy Williams. I am. I like him more than you do. Um, but, I'm not but, saying but he's, can he be the can he be the feature guy? Yes, I'm okay. saying he all can. Right. I'll tell you. I, I think he can. I'll tell you why. Okay. In that, in that situation, you have Barber. You got Felix Jones. You have got Witten. He's got options, and you do have to, especially Witten. You have to account for him. So I don't think if, if it was just Roy Williams and nothing else, I'd say maybe some problems. But I think they have some options where it's not all on him. So I think he could be a, a big contributor in that offense. I do. Okay. Now, now, now remember this. That, uh, uh, <laughs> I know you disagree with me. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, you know, Witten uh, became such a great tight end, really, with Terrell Owens there. And Romo. Yeah, and Romo, yes, and Romo. Got to give Romo credit, too. But, but Owens, if nothing else, if nothing else, and, you know, and, of course, he is going, uh, going down – uh, as as a player, uh, I, I'm just sorry that there is no way in the world uh, that uh, you know that, that <laughs> there's no way in the world that I think that Roy Williams is going to first of all he's not going to command as much of a presence and not going to be as dominant as Terrell Owens and and that's why you know uh, as as much of a headache as he is the guy's still a great receiver. Can you yes. say that about Roy Williams? A great receiver, great receiver. I don't know if I can go with great. I could say very good, especially because he was playing the flanker last year, which is not his normal position. If you say very good, okay, uh, you know. I think, right. be, yeah, I think he'd be a very good receiver, sure. I've, I've, always, I've always liked Roy Williams. But okay. he wasn't playing his natural position last year, and this is not an endorsement of him when I say, I think he kind of dogged it because he wasn't the feature guy. That does okay. not say a lot about his character, but maybe if he's a little more motivated and feels like he's more part of the offense, he contributes – that doesn't say a lot about his character, but it could, you know, maybe improve his, his production on the field. Okay. And, you know, it'll be interesting because I'm sure everybody's going to have their eyes. Uh, their people will be watching the Cowboys, see what they do this year. Now, you know, looking at other places, uh, you, you look at the, uh, you know, the NFC North, and uh, you got, uh, now you've got uh, Jay Cutler up there with uh, 
with that group. So uh, we'll talk about those guys. Uh, we're going to continue talking about the Eagles. And uh, Harry Kay. we got to talk about Harry Callis and the passing of him. That was a sad moment. Uh, but we'll continue on G. Cobb in the house. Gary Cobb with Michael Warren. We'll be right back with you. to the pros we, we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back no questions asked let's face it the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes the team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful the fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be but how do you make them faster after all like many coaches maybe you were told that you can't teach speed that an athlete is either born with it or they're not right wrong Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877 877- 510 fast. There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now, you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now, get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right. When you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised Better Built's World of Outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at outdoorvideoschool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb with you. Uh, we're back on voiceamerica.com and um, joined by my co-host uh, Michael Warren and we've got a guest uh, uh, who is the, uh, had an outstanding uh, NFL career and I'm talking about Kwame Lasseter, uh, formerly uh, of the Arizona Cardinals, who played also with San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams and outstanding guy who liked to get his hands on the football. How you doing Kwame? 
I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Not bad uh, at all. Pleasure. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Now, we got to jump right into it because everybody back here in Philadelphia is talking about Anquan Bolden. Everybody wants Anquan Bolden. The Eagles made a deal today to get Jason Peters, the left tackle for Buffalo Bills, but everybody still says, but what about Anquan Bolden? Kwame, do we have any chance of getting Anquan Bolden? It, it sounds good because it, it, the, the mention that was made early in the um, season, right after the season ended, that Donovan's not going to stay there. Donovan don't want to be there if you don't get people around him to help him win. I watched the Philadelphia Eagles come here to Arizona, and just they look so flat. The receivers they have, they're not big play receivers. They're not threatening receivers. You need somebody who's going to line up, and you're going to have to pay attention to him for four quarters. You're going to have to double-team this guy for four quarters. If the Philadelphia Eagles could get Anquan, that would solidify a lot of thoughts that Donovan have in leaving. But Anquan, here's the problem. Three-time Pro Bowl here. Great guy in the locker room. Everybody who's doing contracts around here, Fitzgerald, uh, Kurt Warner, they, will, they are willing to restructure their deal to keep this guy here. The Cardinals have him under wraps because this year he'll make 2.7 as a three-time Pro Bowler. Next year, he made $3 million as a three-time Pro Bowler. By the time, he probably have four Pro Bowls by the time. But I don't think it's a legitimate chance that Philadelphia will get him. But I tell you, Philadelphia are doing all the right things by signing Jason Peters to facilify um, that left tackle. Now Donovan doesn't have to worry about his backside. It's like, it's like drafting a shutdown corner. It's like going in the free agency market and getting a shutdown corner and what they did in Jason Peters. As far as them getting Anquan, a lot of things will have to take place, and it's going to be – that in itself will be a blockbuster deal. Well, you know, I, I can tell you that, you know, everybody's been talking about it. And Anquan, uh, you know, because of the kind of guy he is, you know, and uh, the fact that, you know, he is one of those old-fashioned uh, football players, a guy who, who, who just suits up and he's a warrior, and he makes his, his teammates rally around him uh, because he makes them better because of the effort he showed. I mean, I'll tell you this. If I had got hit in the hit in the face like he did last year, I would not have come back. Period. Not only would not not have come back in a few weeks, I would wow. not have come back. Hey, he almost and, made Kurt Warner retire with that hit. Oh man, what what a, what a shot! I mean, uh, and then that shows the kind of uh, intensity and heart uh, that Einquan um, Bolden has, and and really that's what the Eagles would like to have. They'd like to have a guy like him because. He could also pair up with a youngster who is really starting to come on. Deshaun Jackson has shown that he can, he's going to be a player down the road. And you've got a guy like, you know, Anquan uh, catching those balls over the middle and doing all of the tough work. And uh, he, he's really like a running back as a wide receiver. Uh, I haven't seen many guys run with the ball after, the, after they catch it the way he does. Was he a, a running back previously, or he's just a running back in disguise, Kwame? I think he's a linebacker that can catch. These guys are scared to hit him. I watch this guy play every year, um, almost every game. It's almost like these guys don't want to line up against him. They, they're putting linebackers out to chip him, putting linebackers out to get in his way. I think he's more of a linebacker. He played with the linebacker mentality that um, if you're going to hit me, you're going to pay for hit me. It's going to cost you for hit me. Either one of us going down, it's going to be me or you. And once he gets up, the guys look like they lay their best hits on him and watch him get up and go back to the uh, huddle to do it all over again. So that's the toughness he would bring to a team like Philadelphia uh, with the uh, capability of making big plays, uh, being a great guy in the locker room. And here in Arizona, out here in Arizona, we never hear anything negative about him in the street. His problem since he's been here, since he's done his first contract, has always been that the management 
are waiting. They, he plays so rough. They don't know how long he can play at that type of ability or that type of capability and sustain uh, throughout the season. He missed games with hamstrings. I'm telling you, you sign a guy like this, this guy has, doesn't have to make a play all game, but the attention he draws to allow his team to be successful, allow other players to get open like a Larry Fitzgerald. You can double-team Larry Fitzgerald all you want, but this good guy, go up and get the ball. So you have to make a decision. With the, with the emergence of Anquan, with Breston, Stephen Breston, he's not an Anquan right now, so you have to get Anquan back on this team to be successful. And there's a lot of things you need to do is going there and talking to him. And, Jay, you touched on it, too. If you brought in a Bolden, now what's that do for Deshaun Jackson? And Kevin Curtis moves back. He's a phenomenal slot receiver. That's really his natural Curtis, position. I think Curtis go to slot. I agree with you 100% right there. And now you got, now you got yourself an offense. Yeah, you, you, you really have uh, some, some things that really teams would have to worry about. It's basically, you know, they'd be kind of picking their poison. Which guy are you going to try to take away, and then you're going to let one of these other guys beat you? Which is what you want as, a, uh, as an offense. You want to be in that type of situation. Now, um, one of the things that's happened in the NFL, uh, Kwame, is that, you know, and, you, and you, you, you've been in the situation because you were playing during this time and they're making a transition. Uh-huh. Um, they have really put defensive backs in a situation where basically, look, we want you guys to get beat. We want to let you know. We want you to get beat. We are going to make things very difficult for you. Now, I see where you got guys, when you got those great uh, wide receivers, uh, have they become even more valuable, the great wide receivers in the NFL now, because of the way they've changed the rules? They, they have, extremely so much. So if you remember when there were used to be tough games, you remember Philadelphia games where that defense was outstanding. You remember Chicago Bears' defense, outstanding. Uh, offenses couldn't score no more than nine points in a game. So they changed the rules where we can't touch this guy for five yards. We can't make incidental contact uh, after five yards. The, what the NFL wants is a high-scoring game, and it's all revenue-based. So you bring more people into the stadium. That's why you can't touch these games. That's why receivers are such a premium. Uh, you get a great receiver. You know he's going to make a play. You know once he gets the ball in his hand, he does extremely great things after the play. Uh, so guys like Anquan can play on any team in the National Football League, and that's what you want to get, a guy from two guys on each side. Uh, have a great guy in the slot like they have here in Steve Breston. I think if you move Kevin Curtis to the slot, then you have what you have here in Arizona and Philadelphia. Now, you know, you got the draft coming up, and, uh, you know, everybody's all excited about the draft. Of course, we're looking at what the Eagles are going to do. Uh, the Cardinals are in a position where they've got to make some moves. Now, uh, were they to move uh, Anquan Bolden, um, would they try to address it by going to get another receiver in the draft, you think, or, or do they have other positions where they're worried about it? After all, you know, they went to the Super Bowl last year, and, uh, well, you know, before I ask you that, back to the Bolden situation. Do you think the Cardinals would want to trade Bolden to the Philadelphia Eagles, being their team in the, in the conference? They could, they could end up running into him and the Eagles in the playoffs. Would they want to make a move like that and put themselves in that kind of position? I, I, you know what? If I was uh, ownership man- management, I would say absolutely not. That would be crazy to do because this guy can beat you. He can beat you with, uh, just by rallying people around him. I wouldn't want to trade him and I'm going to have to face him possibly twice a year like they did last year. I wouldn't want to, if they, if they were smart, they'd find an AFC team that's interested in him and get rid of him. But it's all, again, it's all business. So the Cardinals can get a lot of things for Anquan, which I think would be a first in the third round, somewhere mid to high third round, but that's definitely a first round. Um, they have a lot of things, so they have a lot of 
more 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 money, more moves they can make in signing other guys. You got to remember, you have uh, Adrian Wilson under contract, but you have why well, wait till him get to his last year deal? They franchise Carlos Danzi for the second year. They have to start getting guys with these younger players. Going to see once I get up to my contract. They don't want me here. They let me get to the end of my contract. I had a great year. What's the problem? Other teams are signing guys who want to build a team who just coming off a Super Bowl team. So I don't think they will sign him to a Philadelphia or NFC team, East team, where you might have to face this guy twice a year. Well, that would be understandable. You know, well, go ahead, Michael. You got a comment? Well, yeah, I just on, on the business side of it, what's your personal take on if you were to keep Anquan and, and you know, keep him happy, would you throw $20 million a year at the receiver position? If I, if I wanted what he does for my team or on and off the field, what he does for the community, you have to pay a lot of guys for their experience and their knowledge and what they're doing on the field. Obviously, you pay him for making plays, but you gotta, you got to account for that locker room as well. you got to account for that publicity, that public, uh, that he doesn't get in trouble in the public. And that's Anquan. I would give Anquan a legitimate four-year deal. He's not going to get a four-year 40 like Larry Fitzgerald. I'm going to make him happy, and we got to come to some win-win situation. But I can see $20 million and, and he finishing his career as an Arizona Cardinals. A lot of guys don't finish their careers here. A lot of guys go elsewhere because they start chasing the money. And then uh, the management here leave a bad taste in your mouth. Like, I've, all I've done for you, I have to go somewhere else and get this when I want to stay here. He's a guy who wants to stay in Arizona. He's a guy who came to Arizona when you can walk through the door, Matt, and wipe your feet on him and keep it moving to the next thing. Yeah. But. I will give him that twenty million. I'll make it. I'll make it fair somewhere in the win-win where both teams are happy. Well, you know, I'm saying one thing about, about the Cardinals. You know, uh, is that uh, there's been talk that they want to change the whole culture. They want to make sure that people realize: look, we didn't just go to the Super Bowl. We want to go back. We are not the same old Cardinals. Uh, therefore, we if we got good players, we want to keep them here. And Anquan Bolin is clearly. Uh, a guy who, who, who everybody's looking at to see, well, where are the Cardinals coming from? Now, they've got some other people that they're, they're trying to sign that they really need to get signed, and they, they, they've tried to talk to Anquan about that. And I just don't know that they are set up uh, with, the, with their salary cap and everything that they're going to be able to keep them in and sign the other people that they need to sign. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how, that, all, uh, how that all pans out. But, but clearly, you know, if they were to get him back, you know, they – they would have a chance to, to go back to the bowl. I mean, uh, they are well, so think, explosive. I, I don't mean you cut you off, but I think they need a guy like him back. They lost their offensive coordinator uh, uh, nearly to the Kansas City Chiefs, the head coach there. Now, right. with Ken Windsor Hunt, uh, the head coach, he's saying he's going to call the plays this year. Right. Well, here, you know, we'll, we'll continue with that. Uh, we've got uh, G Cobb in the house with uh, Michael Warren. We've got talking to Kwame Lassiter. We'll be back to, with you in a, in a moment. To continue the conversation, there's a lot happening around the NFL. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. To left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we. We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you currently having trouble paying your mortgage? Are you in an adjustable rate mortgage or possibly in foreclosure? If you've been late once, have already received a letter from your lender with intent to foreclose, or even have a sheriff's sale notice, you need to contact the professionals at New Hope Modifications. 
They are experts in helping people behind on their mortgage, in foreclosure, or even who are on time, but know that rate will be adjusting and will cause them problems in the future. Call New Hope Modifications today at 888-NO-DEBT-9. That's 888-663-3289 and talk to one of their modification experts. New Hope is staffed with professionals that have years of experience in customer service and the mortgage industry. Our branch managers take pride in giving every customer the attention and support that they may need in this crucial time of their life. You are not alone, and New Hope is the company that you can trust to help you save your home or assist in getting you a payment you can handle. Give them a call right now at 888-663-3289. Again, that number, 888-663-3289, and put your trust in New Hope. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb with you and we're back on uh, Voice America Com, and this is G Cobb in the house, and I've got my co-host Michael Warren with me, and we've got a guest, Kwame Lasseter, a veteran defensive back in the NFL, and we're just talking about some of the things. We're talking about this Anquan Bolden situation, whether the Cardinals are going to make a deal or not. Now, I've heard that we've got Ozzie Newsom and the Baltimore Ravens snooping around, letting the Cardinals know quietly, look, we are interested, too, and we're not in your conference. You know? Now, do you, do you think that's more apt to be the kind of thing that the, the Cardinals, if they have to move Bolden, they'll say, you know what, if we are going to move him, we're going to get him as far away from us as possible? You know what, that's, that's, that's smart for them to do that. But uh, uh, Ozzie Newsom also thinking uh, we was a game away from the uh, – getting into that Super Bowl game, so we need all the help. We, we get, we're going to have a steady defense. They lost their coordinator to the Jets. Um, 
but we was a game away. We get one more weapon on offense, they got a chance to be in playing in that Super Bowl. Well, no doubt. Uh, they're probably going to become more of an offensive team, too, as Flacco gets older, you know, their defense is getting, uh, getting older. Uh, you got Flacco moving into his prime, and you got guys like, you know, Ray Lewis and them getting up a little long in the, in the tooth that they're going to say, you know, we, we need to get some more firepower because we can score some more points. Well, you know, we, we can get there. Well, think about it, too, guys. I mean, did they play any game last year that wasn't 13 to 10? Every game is, <laughs> you know, 14 10, 13 10. You get a bold, and that extra touchdown wins how many more games? That yeah. touchdown win about yeah, I, I say about five more games, and that gets you to where you want to be. That gets you that first round by doing the playoffs. And don't forget, they went after To in oh four too. So, uh, technically, had him for a day or two. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, meaning that they will make a move for a marquee guy because they realize that there are certain guys can really, you know, can can uh, can be difference makers. And you know, I, I was listening to um, to Tom Heckert, the Eagles' general manager, and he was making the same point that look. There are certain guys that are different difference makers, and we will do what we have to do uh, to uh, to bring those kind of guys in. Uh, you know, the guys that are the difference makers, but uh, just a guy that's just another player. Uh, we're not all that interested in, in making too many moves for a guy that's just another football player. Right, and that, okay. and that makes a whole lot of sense. I'm not I'm not going to sell the house to get a guy that I can find that's already on my team. Is you just gonna be? There. I need a guy who's gonna command a double team. I need that guy on um, defense. You won't have to team. I need those guys that you're gonna have to play a no practice against. Take your time out during the week to practice again to make your team. Team. That's right. I I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, because you know the marquee players, and and that's what the, really those are the guys that are differences uh, in the games is the, the difference makers, and, and that's why you know they're saying that they are going to try to do something else. And, uh, you know, and Tom Hecker was saying this, as I know Ozzie Newsom thinks the same way, is that they're difference makers. And Bolden clearly is one of those guys. That's why the Cardinals don't want to let him go. The Eagles want him. The Ravens want him. From what I understand, the Bears and the Giants are also in line. They'd like to get, get this guy on their football team. Uh, but we don't know that, that any deal will get done uh, unless the Cardinals have to because uh, Bolden has said that he wants to get this thing over with. So something's going to happen one way or the other. Uh, with uh, Anquan Bolden, uh, the wide receiver for the Cardinals. Something and, w- and when happen. it comes to, to compensation as far as trading for the guy, what player can you get with a first-round pick or any pick that you know for a fact can dominate on the NFL level? There's not one ever. You have well, no uh, idea what you that, got. And that's yeah. the thing about the draft picks. As great as they are, draft picks are not sure things. You know, they just are not. I mean, uh, there are guys that everybody thought was going to be a great player and then – uh, the guy just winds up not being as good uh, as we thought he was. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, look at you know, for that matter, look at look at Reggie Bush. I mean, Reggie Bush has had his injury problems, and uh, you know, he hasn't been the kind of player that everybody thought he was going to be. Because really, he's not just a pure running back. I, you know, and I just think it's just a matter of the way you use the guy. But the bottom line is, there are no guys that are just sure that they're going to be Hall of Famers. You know, no, not well, exactly. Not, Coming not out of college, definitely not. I don't. I don't see how you pay a college guy that much money when you got a guy who's playing in the league for five or six years, still trying to get that contract, still trying to uh, solidify himself uh, financially. But you pay a guy who's been playing against college guys for three to four years, and you pay this guy uh, a guaranteed ten million, oh, regardless of I mean whatever round he comes in, but a guaranteed ten million coming out that first round. And then if you want to, you can't really count on that guy in the draft. You can't really count on that guy 
coming out of college because a defensive coordinator or office coordinator going to make sure he has a terrible day that day if you're going to put him in the playbook. There's no doubt. Uh, you know, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly uh, that, um, you know, it, it's the kind of thing where, um, you know, it, it just gonna, it, you just got to get it worked out. Some way or another, you got to get that thing worked out. That's got to come up in the new CBA. That absolutely has to be part of these new negotiations. A rookie came in, I made sure I hit him first. I mean, if I could get the interception, I will get the interception later. I made sure I hit him first, let him know, you're welcome to a whole other ball game. This is not college anymore. No more showboating. Did it bug you guys when uh, younger guys came in making all this money and they hadn't done anything yet? Yeah, especially when I, I, I didn't get drafted. I was undrafted for agents, but, you know, I was this day I couldn't figure out why, but I'm glad I came in the way I did because I worked my way up and I saw all the nonsense that went on as far as drafts, uh, drafts, where guys went to school, how they got drafted, who their coaches was, who their coaches knew that was on the next level. A lot of guys come out of drafts can't play. I tell you, 50% of the NFL, they are terrible. It's just where they went to school. Uh, other, about 35% of them ball out of control, and the rest of them are legitimate 10-year special team guys. And that keeps, and that keeps the league going. But they market only a handful of those guys. So that keeps, that's what keeps the leads going. You, defensively, you can't touch the office guys anymore. You can't make an aggressive play to get these guys, or you're going to get penalized. Your team will get penalized. The more penalties you get, the more games you, your team lose. Well, you know, I, I can tell you, you know, the, 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 the league, uh, what people are, don't really realize is how much turnover there is in the league all the time. And majority of guys don't play a long time. Uh, the majority of guys in the league are in there two or three years, and then they're out. And that's the way uh, most of the league is. Uh, the guys that stay uh, a long time, uh, you know, uh, thankfully, like, like I did and like you, you did, uh, Kwame, uh, it, it's really unusual. Uh, most people don't realize that, but the average guy's in there two or three years, boom, he's moving on. And, and he's gone, exactly. <laughs> and that's the way it is. But, you know, now, now regarding uh, the whole thing with the NFL, uh, is, is the whole thing with, these, with, these, uh, with all of these uh, changes in the rules, it seems like if you are a marquee quarterback, that you can get rule changes. You have the, the, the rule change, you know, with the, the Brady uh, uh, rule where, you know, he was hit on the knee, and now you've got to get up in order to tackle the quarterback. You can't hit him in the knee. And then, uh, you know, Eli Manning, I mean, not Eli, but uh, uh, his brother Peyton Manning, was in an overtime game, and the Colts lost, and the Chargers didn't give them a chance to get, didn't give the, the Colts offense a chance to get on the field. And they said, can you believe this? Uh, you know, uh, Peyton Manning didn't even get a chance to get on the field. We got to change the rule. How do you feel that's about quarterbacks getting rule changes like this? See, that's the crazy part about it. I don't understand. It's before the season starts. It's about four teams they want to generate money, put money into, or put their advertisement into, and want to see them in the Super Bowl because they can't wait for that two weeks before the Super Bowl is played to market that to generate that money. That's why Peyton Manning, Tom Brady can get those uh, rules changes. That's why. That's right. Well, here, I'm, I'm going to have to slip in here, Kwame. Uh, okay, but no it's been wonderful having you. I appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks, Micah, Kwame. we had a great time, and we will do it again next week. Jason Peters, a Philadelphia Eagle. But will Anquan Bolin ever be a Philadelphia Eagle? We'll try to answer that uh, next week when we come back for G Cobb in the house. We'll talk to you guys. Take care, guys.
Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.